Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things Bible. I am your host, Michelle Waymeyer, and with me is my co-host and brother, Mitchell Heitkamp. Hello. If you haven't done so already, we ask that you like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and don't forget to hit the notification icon to be notified when new releases come out. And we also ask that you check out our website, which is purefaithliving.com, <laughs> which is linked in the show description below. Good job. Well, okay. <laughs> you want this? <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I did pretty good. I didn't really look actually... at the. You did pretty good. I was, I was actually impressed. See, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You have anything you need to talk about? <laughs> when do I not have anything to talk about? Do you have anything important to talk about? I can tell you that today was our niece Jaden's birthday. Mm. She turned 14 today. So um, in a scramble. I'm a procrastinator, just so everybody knows. I am like the top procrastinator. And so um, I had this whole thing planned out for her birthday today. <laughs> and it didn't happen because I'm a procrastinator. So anyhow, I ended up getting a couple of balloons and I sat outside their house when she got off the bus. And then I delivered the balloons to a smiling girl coming off the school bus. And then we went to the cemetery to visit her mother and to visit grandpa. So um, it was, it was a good day. It was a beautiful day here, even though it wasn't like yesterday where it was 72 degrees in nice. March. Um, but it was 50 some degrees and we went out there and we had a good visit. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing. Nothing. I don't think so. Okay. At least probably nothing that nobody wants to hear about. Probably not. So. Right. So we'll get into it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so before <laughs> we get into this episode, I do mm -hmm. highly recommend that you that you go watch a video. We watched it before we started recording this. Um, if you go to YouTube, you if you search for Bible Project Matthew, we watched part one of the overview of Matthew. I will put hopefully that link in. <laughs> this video and it'll also be in the show description below um so that's going to be it helps to to view matthew you know in the big picture you see how matthew is is laid out you see how the way he sets things up and it also will help us as we get into our next section um it'll help us understand why some things are cut out, some things are reorganized, some things are are not necessar necessarily in the same order as some of the other Gospels. And, I mean, we've already seen this. If we go back yeah. and look at the genealogy, how Matthew left some of the names out, that way he had three generations of 14 names. It was all for memorization. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that he does that way it helps him tell his story the way he wants to tell it. Um, everything is still true. Everything is still inspired by God. It's just, it's laid out a little bit different and all that. Sorry. We're good. No. We have family messages. Sorry. Uh, I'm just ignoring them. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I'm used to it. Oh, that's probably going to be the picture that shows up on the Facebook. I tell you what. I'm going to search it out and find it. Oh, 
I when I scroll through Facebook to look for our link when you post it, you know, not late. Um, I always see my face and I'm oh, always laughing. It, what? 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 What are you trying what? to say there? <laughs> <laughs> but it's always my laughing face. Well, then stop laughing so much. I can't help it. You crack me up. All right, so <laughs> back to it. Back to it. <laughs> um, I'll put my phone away. <laughs> so we're going to read, or I'm going to read. Are you? Unless you want to read. Uh, well, yeah. are there any big words? There's. Words I wonder if people make fun of me because I always say, "Are there any?" Galilee, big words? Nazareth, mm. Capernaum. Yeah, Zebulun, you better just read that. Naphtali, <laughs> the. <laughs> These are hard words. <laughs> so just so you know we finished matthew 4 1 through 11 we finished the temptation story so as we've seen in that video they grouped chapter 4 in with the ministry they had chapters 1 through 3 as the setting up of pointing to the fact that jesus is is messiah jesus is emmanuel well Four one through eleven also goes along with that. Um, they don't mention it. You can look at it in two different ways. You could look at it as the fact that it is his stepping stone into his ministry. So you could group it into into the ministry side of it. But I look at it from and this way I taught it was looking back at the Old Testament references and the fact that he was comparing himself to Israel, to Moses. And so I look at it as it's still linking him back to Emmanuel and pointing out that he is that he is the son of God. Either way, it's fine. Neither one is right or wrong. But, mm-hmm. um, but now that we're getting into verse 12, now we're, we are stepping into that ministry aspect of it. I mean, there's, this is full on into the ministry of it. And, so, I'm going to read it, but then we're going to go on a fairly big tangent. Oh. So, because <clears throat> the problem with it is, from the end of verse 11 to the start of verse 12, Matthew skips a little over a year of time. Oh, okay. So, like, the whole first year of Jesus' ministry is skipped over. And it's not just Matthew. Um Mark and Luke also do this. They they kind of ignore it. And we'll get into that. Okay, I was going to say, because we'll I'm going to start that. asking questions, but we better not ask questions and, until... And we are going to go, and we're going to look at this first year. So we're going to be <laughs> taking a little trip through John, through Luke. But I'm not going to do the in-depth Bible study like we are doing in Matthew. I'm just going to highlight what we need to see in order okay. to understand the timeline, what's going on where things are happening and and kind of the flow because we kind of need to see that and understand that in order for Matthew to make more sense. Okay. If that made any sense. Sure. Probably clear not. as mud. Well, sometimes mud's clear. Yeah, sometimes. 
Um, okay, so my, my watch is going crazy, but... Yeah, so is mine, but it's... you go ahead and read, because that's okay. going to come up on the screen, and nobody will see me looking at my phone, but I'll be and, listening. And completely ignoring me? Uh, no, I'm going to be listening. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. So Matthew 4, 12 through 22 reads, Now when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. So that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, and the son, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So that was the English Standard Version. So, one thing I want you to notice in reading that, and again, we're not going to break this down yet, but we need to read that so we kind of understand what's going on in Matthew. But notice that in this, Jesus calls four disciples. And he calls them after John was arrested mm-hmm. and after he goes to Galilee, after Jesus goes to Galilee. So John is arrested. Jesus goes to Galilee, goes to Nazareth, and then immediately moves to Capernaum. And then he calls these four disciples. Does that make sense? So the way Matthew words this um, like if you didn't, if I didn't already tell you that there was a year gap, right. then it would sound like, okay, Jesus was baptized, went immediately to the wilderness mm-hmm. for 40 days, for 40 days, went through the temptations and all that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the angels came in with ministering to mm-hmm. him. Right. And then he found out that John was arrested. Was arrested. So he goes back to Galilee. That's the one we take. Immediately moves to Capernaum and then he goes and calls these four disciples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not what actually happened. Because there's a year gap. Yeah. So So he does eventually go back to Galilee. He does eventually move to Capernaum. Mm -hmm. He does eventually call the disciples. But it's not immediately. Okay. Matthew fast forwards this aspect of it. Okay. Because the first year of Jesus' ministry, Jesus. I don't I want to say he doesn't do a whole lot, but he does a, <laughs> it's a quiet, private type of ministry. He's just like a normal pastor. He's not spreading any crazy word. He's actually spreading the same, he's giving the same message that John the Baptist is giving. And we'll look at that further, but it even said um, in verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Does that sound familiar? That's the exact same thing John was preaching. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Mm-hmm. 
And now Jesus is saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay. So he's pretty much preaching the same, the same message. So he's not, he's not out there saying, Hey, I'm the Messiah. I'm, I'm the son of God. None of that's going mm-hmm. on yet. So it's, it's a quiet, it's, he doesn't cause any problems. He's, he's just going out and he's typically by himself just going around and he's not traveling very far. Um, and actually through most of his ministry, he doesn't travel all that far. Um, I mean, I've always thought that he traveled all over the place, but no, for the most part, he stayed up in between Capernaum and Nazareth. Like that was pretty much that little area that he stayed in, except for once a year during Passover, he'd go down to Jerusalem for the Passover meal. That was the annual um, trip that all Jewish males are supposed to take at mm. Passover. They're supposed to travel to Jerusalem. So he made that trip every year. But for the most part, he stayed up in he northern, right where he was. northern Galilee and just stayed up there. Now, did people come to him? Um, more people. I mean, so people traveled to him? To, to hear him, uh, you think? Yes. We'll we'll get into okay. that. Okay, all right. But there's a reason he moved to Capernaum, and okay, to be continued. Yeah. Okay. We'll go over that whenever we start getting into the actual Bible study. Yeah. Into, okay. Into the actual Matthew version of it. Okay. Um. So yeah, so to set this up, um, whenever we're reading this, it, like we just went through it, it's easy to. You know, just go right with the flow. You kind of overlook that whole gap, and and you either focus on the prophecy or you focus. Okay, Jesus starting to call disciples. All right, here we go, and you kind of overlook everything else. But uh, I was going to say, hold on, let me check. (laughs) I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I was waiting. Um. Some of this I've already talked about. Are you scrolling and checking your notes? Yeah. Okay. Why? I'm just wondering. Well, I kind of covered a lot of it so far. But, like I said, the other, all three of the synoptic gospels do the same thing that Matthew's doing. It's not just Matthew that's that's skipping this first year. Right. Because they're more interested in the action. Once Jesus starts to ramp up his ministry, once he they does, don't like actually, the boring they, part. They don't, yeah, they don't want to. It's they just don't mess with that, right? So most of this first year ministry, most of this information we're getting from John, the Gospel of John. Okay, he's the one that fills us in. And if it wasn't for that book, we wouldn't know about this first year. It would have been lost. But since we have the Gospel of John, then we can go through that. And like I said, my big goal here is make sure we point out times and locations so everybody kind of understands what's going on. And I'm not going to use anything outside the Bible. All I'm using is the four Gospels. I'm okay. not using okay. anything like Josephus or or Enoch or any of the Apocrypha or any of those extra biblical books. It's just the four Gospels okay. that we're going to be going through. Um, so yes, we're going to be spending a lot of time early on in John, but again, we should be able to get through it fairly quick. So I'm not going to break it down entirely and hopefully I can jump over all the tangents. That'll be you got my 10 face. minutes. How much? Nine. 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. 
Anyways. <laughs> I'm ready. So, again, I've already said this, but reading Matthews, we see the, the baptism, mm-hmm. we see the temptation story. Right. And then it implies that he goes to um, Galilee. He finds out about John and goes to Galilee. Mm-hmm. The actual thing that happens, the next step in the chronological order of events is in John 1, 29-34. So I'm going to read this and then try to avoid all the tangents. Okay. So, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So, before we get into that, there is one more thing I want to note, and it's about the location. So, this doesn't give us any direct evidence as far as the location. Mm -mm. So, typically, location is a little bit harder to find uh, compared to time. Um, But for this, we have to remember... What's going on? And we have to also know, we also have to look at the timeline a little bit. But whenever the way Matthew is worded, you know, Jesus was baptized, immediately the Holy Spirit took him out to the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit went out to the wilderness, or Jesus went out to the wilderness. In Matthew's account, which we just covered, so it was. The three temptations ended with, on top of the mountain, being offered all the kingdoms of the world. Mm -hmm. Luke's version, um, the last two are flopped. And most scholars believe that Luke's version is the accurate version. Um, Because Luke, in the opening of Luke, it says that he is um, putting his in, he doesn't use the word chronological, but he is putting them in order. So a lot of people believe that Luke's is actually in a more chronological order than Hmm. some of the other Gospels. Okay. Like we see that Matthew moves and changes stuff to put things kind of where it best tells the story. Like how we just watched in that video, Matthew will take and group these three stories together. And then these three stories and then these three stories. Well, these three stories are similar, even though they may not have happened at the same time. Or Mm -hmm. one right after the other. They may have been more spread out, but he groups those three together in order to tell a certain type of, try to teach a certain point. Well, with Luke, it's more in a chronological order. Mm. So a lot of people believe that, that Luke's is more accurate. The only reason why I bring that up is if you are one who believes that during the temptations, the devil actually took Jesus to the high mountain, to the pinnacle in Jerusalem, 
Well, if that's the case and they actually traveled, then Jesus would have been in Jerusalem at the end of the temptation stories in Luke. If you believe like we believe that it was more of a visionary experience, mm-hmm. then he would have been in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Well, where was that wilderness? That wilderness was right next to Luke, most likely close to where he was actually baptized, right. which would have been in that Bethabara region along the Jordan River, mm-hmm. which again, it's not too far outside of Jerusalem. So he's still going to be in that Judea region. So that is important because now that we have John the Baptist saying, hey, here's Jesus, the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Well, that is why Jesus is running into him again. That's why Jesus is finding him again, because Jesus is still in that Judea region. He hasn't gone back to Galilee yet. Like Matthew is implying that he pretty much immediately went back to Galilee. But no, he's still in Judea. He's still around that same area where he was baptized. Baptized. So that is just something to keep in mind as far as location. Now, a couple things that I want to point out in this John passage that I read was it starts out saying the next day, Mm -hmm. and that can be confusing. But this next day that he's referring to here is in the previous day. This is when um, the Pharisees sent a group of people to John, questioning John, hey, are you God? Are you the Christ? Are you, like, why are you baptizing? And kind of asking all these questions. This would have been that first section in Matthew 3 that we covered, Mm -hmm. where John called this group of Pharisees, you brood of vipers. That's this thing that's happening. Okay. And... John is just saying this is the day after all that happened. So that is the next day that he is referring to. And then it says he saw Jesus coming towards him. Well, again, this is John the Baptist that is seeing Jesus. So it can get confusing because we're in the Gospel of John and we're talking about John the Baptist. So I want to use either John the Baptist or John the Apostle. Okay. So because they're both going to be in the story here very shortly. (laughs) Um, and then John bore witness. So John shares his testimony. This isn't during the actual baptism. If we read this, this is past tense. I, I saw, and he's using past tense wordage. So he's saying that whenever he did baptize Jesus, this is what he's seen. He is giving a testimony after the fact about what he's seen during Jesus' baptism. Again, this is in, Implying that this is at a later date, that's implying that this after Jesus went through his forty days mm. of temptation in the wilderness, Jesus came back to civilization from the wilderness, and John saying, "Hey, this is he who this is the son." Or how do you say it? Hold on. Behold, the Lamb of God mm-hmm. who takes away the sin of the world. John is seeing Jesus coming from. I mean, he may have been out of the wilderness for a little bit. Uh, we don't know that close of details. But this is after the temptation. So, the next step. How much time we got? A few minutes. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to stop there before we get into the next section. Mm. Um, so when we come back next time, we're going to go into John 1, 35-42, and we'll be in John for a little while. Okay. Um, I'm going to hopefully not read most of John, but sometimes it's needed in order to get the full context of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we see already, um, we can see that John gives us more details as far as what's going on already. I mean, the fact that just the way things are worded so far and it's just, it's pretty clear that it's the way Matthew has it written isn't exactly the way things went. And once we get into the next part, this is where the next section that we're going to cover is where Jesus meets Andrew, Simon, Peter, um, and even though it's not specifically said, most people believe John. And then after that, it'll be Philip and Nathaniel. I mean, he starts meeting these people. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of discipleship, that's kind of a gray area. Some, because all four Gospels are, are different. They put things in different locations, different order. It's kind of hard to sort it out. But I don't know. I have some ideas about it whenever, and we'll cover that whenever we go over it. But... No. Give, give me an evil look. No evil. No evil from me. I just look forward to it. I look forward to it. Okay. Mm, yeah. Remind me, we have to talk about something after the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that after the podcast. As of now, we thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast. If it. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to send us a friendly hello, hello. Um, then we uh, you can leave a comment on this video or you can go to purefaithliving.com and send us a message through the contact page. Yep. Gotcha. And as always, if you like what you hear, then we ask that you share this show with others so we can all work together in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't forget to subscribe and we will talk to you again next time. Have a great day, everybody. Have a blessed day, everyone. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Thanks.